Welcome to Incredible Real Estate, the show that shares insights from professionals in the U.S. real estate market. Each episode, you'll hear from realtors, mortgage brokers, and other experts, giving analysis on the trends in the property market, especially for international investors. And now for your host, Dan One, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at USA Mortgages. Enjoy the podcast. Today we're talking to Logan Schlutz. Logan, it's so wonderful to have you on the show today. Logan has been recognized by US News as a member of the 100 top realtors in Boulder County. He received a Master's in International Business with an emphasis in Marketing and Finance from Europe's number one business school. He comes from three generations of real estate professionals and is a certified international property specialist. Logan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. So uh, we're in different time zones and I've got Logan up at the crack of dawn to record this podcast. So uh, Logan, again, I'm going to apologize, but uh, you're an early bird that catches the worms. So uh, I know that uh, it's better than doing your capture turn. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, now you guys can watch the sunrise behind me. So It's nothing better than a sunrise on a Sunday morning. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Great. So, Logan, let's let's jump into it. I, I'd love for you to give us a little bit of background on yourself. Let's uh, let the listeners hear about you. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I live in Boulder, Colorado, and so for those of you that aren't familiar with it, we're just kind of nestled up right against the mountains. So, like a lot of people from Colorado, I like um, fly fishing, and I actually grew up on an equestrian farm just outside of Boulder. So, I grew up. Um, doing hunter jumpers, um, and what is a hunter jumper like equestrian sports. So like when they jump the horses over, oh, wow. amazing! Yeah, yeah. So did that most of my life, and I really enjoyed that. My grandfather still has his farm out there, so I still get to do that from time to time, which is pretty cool. Um. Yeah, and then, you know, I like to travel, and um, I actually enjoyed learning languages, and I don't ski that much, but I like skiing a little bit, too. There's, of course, some people in Colorado that are fanatics, and they count the number of days they get on the slopes, and I'm not that crazy, but um, but I do enjoy it from time to time. Right. I just had a friend that got back from a skiing trip. She fell and broke her knee, and her femur as well, so uh, she can't walk for the next six months. So it's better that you stay off the slopes as a real estate agent because time is money. Yeah, 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 that's right. Well, yeah, it's. it seems like whenever it's going to snow, it's going to be the weekend, so. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. So life in Colorado, life uh, on the mountains, we, we understand a bit of snow here and there, especially in the States. How does real estate fit into the equation? Well, um, so my family's owned our real estate brokerage for three generations. Um, my grandmother was actually originally from uh, from Cuba, and she was kind of a sort of like a serial entrepreneur. So it was one of the many businesses wow. that she started, and my mom took that over in '92. So my mom's been doing it for 30 years, and I got my license when I turned. 18 did a little bit of it through college and then after i finished my master's i um went into it full-time so 
Um, so it's for me, it's been just a family affair. So my mom's license, my sister's license, everybody, a lot of people. When it's in your blood, it's in your blood. There's no holding back. Yeah, yeah. Since I was like a you know nine years old, my mom would dress me up in a suit and tie and take me with her to the showing. So oh, <laughs> been around it my entire life. So uh, my, my father was a realtor too okay. in South Africa, my country of origin, and uh, I remember cold calling for him when I was 17 years old just to make a little bit of money on the side. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, when I finished my, my education, I went into studying law. I was there for literally two weeks because I knew that that wasn't who I was going to be. <laughs> and uh, my, my father pulled me into, into the business and uh, started setting open houses and cold calling and creating creating a, a, a career within real estate. I remember when I was 17 years old sitting open houses for him and uh, he, he would come back after dropping me off for the day and he would say, how was your day, my boy? And I would say, well, here's five offers for you to choose from. You can tell me which one you want to close on. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a lot to learn. I was wet behind the years, but it was, it was an amazing opportunity. And as I say, I mean, when it's in your blood, and that real estate bug bites, there's just no turning back. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, that's the thing. When I first um, started doing it after my master's, it was kind of with the intention of helping my mom grow her business and the brokerage a little bit. And now, um, and yeah, now it's a, it's my life and I love it and I'm passionate about it. And um, yeah, it's like you said, there's no turning back now. So Yeah, it's got you. Amazing. Okay, so so let me ask you, how how has your master's degree helped your real estate career and and the business that you're involved in? Uh, yeah, so I think my master's has been you know just immensely helpful. One of the things that was helpful with my master's was not even so much of the things that we learned in the classroom, but my school is a really international school, so I think we had nearly a hundred countries represented in my graduating class and um yeah and you know we worked with groups of people from different countries and there's very you know it was like four americans in my particular cohort so you know even just for negotiation um for negotiation it was really useful for me to learn how other cultures and countries negotiate because a lot of times when I'm negotiating with people here in Colorado, they don't have that same experience. And so being able to kind of throw in some different tactics to get the best results for my clients has been um, just useful for me. So, And then, you know, um, just in general, working with international clients has been helpful too because Boulder's a pretty international um, kind of small city where people come to Boulder from all around the world since we've got so much tech and finance and startups and the university and everything. So, um, so I think that's been really useful. And for my seasoned investors, it's been having that focus on finance and, um, and economics is really valuable, I think. So I can, you know, I know what the numbers are important to them and I can help identify the opportunities that kind of fit their investment philosophy. But really has helped define your career and helped you understand the clients that you're dealing with too. Yeah, totally. I mean, I always tell my clients I try to make an investor out of all of my clients. So even if it's a first-time home buyer, a lot of times we talk about like 
hey, in you know five years when you're done with this house, why don't we make a plan to rent it out? And we'll buy another. You know, and not everybody nice, but I mean, there any help in them. I mean, as you say, you can try and make a joke out of it, but in truth, that is that is how you leverage real estate. I mean, you, you want to build wealth through property, and uh, where better to go than to, to rent out your property after owning owning it for a certain amount of time and selling it off? Yeah, you got the equity, but these days with refinance, you can always uh, get that money out and look at your next purchase. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the things I tell people too. It's like, yeah, it's it's not there in your bank account, but it's there, right? So, I mean, there's cash out refinance, there's HELOCs. I mean, there's tons of ways for us to use this leverage. And, and, um, and you know, we'll talk about Boulder a little bit more, but it's just that Boulder is one of the most stable real estate markets in the entire country, you know? So, risk profile is just so good, you know? And the vacancy Let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Tell me why Boulder is such an amazing place to be with regards to real estate. So Boulder is really kind of like a gold standard for real estate. So if you look at every year, there's, I think, um, like Smart Asset and some other financial publications will publish the top or the most stable real estate markets in the country. And Boulder is almost always number one on there. From time to time, it's number two. Um, other cities in Colorado that are on there too is Denver, um, Fort Collins, which are about an hour north and about an hour south. And then there's usually some other, like Colorado Springs might be on there, Cheyenne. So you've got this little string of cities kind of all um, kind of located in the same area that end up being the, you know, one of the most stable markets. But Boulder, by far and away, I think is kind of the easiest one to explain because about 70% of the land that we have in Boulder County is, um, well, the government has made it so that you can't develop it basically. So that's lots of different types of land. In one case we have, um, national parks, right? Which of course can't be developed. And we've got state parks that make up a big portion of that. But then our local governments, Boulder County itself, goes and buys up big swaths of land that they turn into open space. So you've got trails that you can ride your bikes and go hiking. Um, yeah, and the cool thing is since they've got all of this and it's such a uh, – you got a lot of education in Boulder. So actually it's number one in the country for masters per capita. And so a lot of the jobs that are focused in Boulder are kind of recession-proof jobs. We have a lot of tech and finance startups, and of course, we've got the university there. And our graduate program at the university is probably one of the leading graduate schools in the country. So, yeah. So as we keep growing, our bottleneck is always that you can't build more. And if you look at places like 2008 and 2009, that sort of you know collapsed in value when we had our Great Recession, those were primarily places where of course the loans were bad but they also just you know built forever into the distance like phoenix i remember was there one time you could just see houses as far as you could see and they just way overbuilt and there was a lot of speculation because boulder county doesn't let you do that basically you know you might get a few house, new construction houses in here or there but i mean you're talking a really limited number you're never gonna see construction as far as the eye can see here so it, it it keeps it almost um, on a housing shortage a little bit. So if you own properties, it's fantastic. And if you don't own properties, you, you need to. 
So there's always a supply issue and demand is always high because people want to leverage into the market, but uh, they can't. Yeah. So it, it really makes it difficult. And tell me, I mean, a lot of the states around you are seeing such low inventory levels that uh, is causing these prices to, to escalate at astronomical numbers. Uh, are you seeing that too in your markets? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So they say that if the market is in equilibrium, so neither a buyer's market nor a seller's market, I think the U.S. average right now is that if no new homes were listed for sale today, that it would take about um, one month for all the homes to sell, which means that we're in a, just a very strong seller's market. In Boulder County, it's like six days. On the market, your average time on the market? Yeah, so it's like six. Um, average days on the market is about six right now, and if we had no new houses listed for sale tomorrow, every single house would be in six days. That is unbelievable. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's a lot of work right now to buy a property because you do have to, you got to be on top of it. You got to know what's going on with like, um, absolutely. absolutely. So, so let me ask you, I mean, to follow that up, what tips can you pass over to potential buyers or investors in, in a market like this? Um, yeah, so the, the, the easy one is, and that's why I'm excited to be doing this with you today because the lending is critical. Um, our market is really fast paced and a lot of times sellers want you to close in three weeks, you know, and then they want to keep possession of the property for 60 days after closing. And wave appraisals and wave, uh, wave all sorts of the rights that come with it too. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be prepared and having a lender that is ready to act for you is important. And, I think having you know a, a realtor that knows what's happening in the market on a day-by-day -day basis is really important. So it's got to be, yeah, somebody that's doing enough business that, like, as an example. So last year, um, it was like there's a three-day weekend that we had kind of in the late spring, and the market had just been so vicious that this three-day weekend came along, and I was thinking, oof, this is going to be hard to get anybody in the contract this weekend because usually that's when everybody goes out. But what happened was the weather was great. I think the market had just been so vicious that everybody just, nobody looked that weekend. And so I had like three of my clients that actually had gone out of town. <laughs> I was like, hey, you got to get back into town because nobody's here. Um, so and we got all, we got those three people under contract and, and that was like... Be the right moment. Be the right moment. Uh, I mean, then it was really competitive again for you know every other weekend for the next two months or something. Which, so you know, timing is important. Um, the other thing that you know we've done to adapt, which as far as I know, we're the only company doing this in Boulder County, is I'm doing these things called off-market campaigns, and. I read an article recently that said that in New York City, about 40% of all the sales that happened last year happened off market. Now, I don't think that's really as true in Boulder, but I could see that it could happen in the future in Boulder County. So one thing right now is like a lot of times when somebody signed their home, they want to go with, if they've got a choice between an investor and a, somebody who's buying it for themselves to move in. The preference is to go with the person that's going to occupy it as a primary residence. 
And the reason isn't so much about they care about selling it to a family versus an investor, but us realtors usually advise our clients that between the two, you know, the investor, it's usually about the money, all about the money as it should be. And the family might just be desperate to get into a home. So the family might be a little bit more desperate to close a deal than an investor, therefore making it a little bit more likely that the person that's desperate might close over the person who's treating this as a logical you know, financial investment. So one of the things that we do in this off-market campaign is especially if we're running into a price point or a location where it's getting where it's really difficult to get our clients in our contract um we do a few things we do these handwritten letters where we have a service where these robots they pick up um pens and they write letters to everybody within a subdivision and i pull a list from our public records of who's probably the most likely to sell and which houses would be most likely to be a good fit for my client um, we send it off to all of those people to kind of prime the pump a little bit. And then I've got a full-time inside salesperson and she will call through all the homeowners in there. And then we follow it up with postcards and we even knock on doors. And usually what happens is for like every hundred homes in an area, we'll get like one to two people that say, yeah, if you've got somebody that would buy my home, but I don't have to go through the steps of putting it on the market, then I'll sell it to you. And we just bypass all the competition. And yeah, it, it has been a total game changer. So last year, I think they closed more buyers than anybody else in Boulder County. And it was everybody from people that were down payment assistance to investors. And it is, yeah, I, I really believe it's been a, it's a little bit more challenging for me and a little bit more expensive, but I mean, for my clients, it's the best thing going because some people go through that hassle of, of having everything that it comes with, with listing a home. Then the end of the day where they can realize the money as fast as possible to help them through this process. I think that that's what counts the most is that you are genuinely trying to help them. So off, off market sales is, is where it's at at the moment. I think, I mean, yeah, if you want to bypass the competition on something, then I think it makes a big difference. And, um, you know, and as far as like getting people under contract with homes that are on the market, I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, a ton of success with that too. It's just, you got to be prepared that pretty much everything is going 5% over seeing things that go 15% over is not at all ridiculous for our market. And you're talking about buying it as is, covering appraisal gaps, um, cutting off your right arm and being and thankful for to, it, basically. To that a little bit further, how, how does it work with an investor? Surely an investor wouldn't want to pay 5%, 10%, 15% more than, than asking price if their goal is to maximize their, their return. So, I mean, it's a, and that's a conversation I have with a lot of my investors and even myself um when i invest in properties too right so um I, here's what i'd say is if, if you took all the off market out of it and you're just talking about like if i had to compete with other people to buy properties would it be worth it right now i think it would be because um i can think of people who bought properties last year and paid 15 percent over asking price 
at that time. And here we are a year later and they have almost a hundred grand in equity. So I think what's important for investors to remember in the Boulder County market is historically it used to be that, you know, even if you were putting 20, 30% down, you'd be making a little bit, but our cap rate is so low because our prices are generally higher, right? That we're not a cash flow market. We're a stability and a equity market, right? So if you hold it for the long term, you the historic averages that you expect prices to go five percent a year. Of course, right now they're going price fifteen percent. So last year. in the past you're saying it was five percent per year, but now it's ten to fifteen per year. I expect it'll do ten to fifteen percent. Well, I expect this year that it'll do fifteen percent. Last year, Boulder hit thirty six percent. Yeah. Thirty six percent and our average sales price was in, in the city of Boulder was uh one point one million in the county of Boulder was about six hundred thousand. Amazing. All right, so talk to me a little bit about your certified international property specialist designation and how you think that this has helped boost your career. Um, well, so the, yeah, the SIPS designation for me, the most valuable part of this is that there's like the connections in my clients, right? So my clients, I've had the opportunity to work with people from Argentina and from Chile, El Salvador, Mexico, Canada, Great Britain, Germany, um, China. I might be missing somebody in there, but it's been fun for me. I love working with international clients, so that's been a lot of fun. So not only are you well-traveled, but you enjoy yeah. working with people from, from other countries too. I do. I do. I think that's, for me, that's probably one of the most, you know, fun experiences for me just because, you know, it's a whole new process and, and there's a lot of trust involved with it, right? Because if you... If I hope you understand how these international investors are getting financing or what they're doing in order to finance these properties that they're buying for you. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited to be working with you guys is it's almost always been cash, you know? And, you know, the, in the U.S., we have this FERPTA tax, which if you're familiar with it, and it's I believe it's 15% on... If you're a non-resident in the United States, not paying taxes in the U.S., when you go to sell real estate, you pay a 15% for up to tax. And, you know, if you have to buy a property in all cash, you're just not using that leverage good, right? So, I mean, of course you want a market that's going to be appreciating well. You don't want just a cash flow market where it's unstable. Um, I mean, you want both if possible, but for sure the appreciation, right? And... And you want to use that leverage if you're going to have that FERPTA tax out there too. So, and just in general, if you want to make the most money for yourself, um, I think that's important. So like if somebody can buy an investment property with 30% down, I think that makes a huge difference because now you can buy three properties and if um, each one of them is just to make it easy. If you say a million dollars and it goes up 10%, well, instead of making hundred thousand dollars a year you're making three hundred thousand and reducing your risk profile well you think this international investors spread his risk and really leverage and diversify his portfolio yeah totally you know and 
I mean, for the most part, we're pretty low risk because our vacancy rate is almost typically about 0%. So things are usually rented, but it doesn't mean your tenant's always going to pay you, you know? And if they stop paying you, one thing about Boulder County is we're kind of a liberal county. So our eviction process is, you know, it's like three months where a lot of other places, it's a lot faster than that. So, you know, do you really want to have somebody not paying you if you've got two other properties though that are kind of compensating you for that? It's not as painful. Very well you know? and it's, it's pretty much exactly how we're trying to educate the partners that we're joining with. Is that if you've got 100% cash as an investor, yeah, it's great. You can close in on one property and you'll be able to close fast. And yes, we'll be able to help you with our refinancing option after the fact. But with that in mind, here's an opportunity to diversify your portfolio, spread your risk, and potentially purchase two or three properties with your 100% cash. And let's leverage the balance. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I, I never think it's, it's easier when people are buying with cash to some extent, but I always try to talk people out, you know, because it's just, you worked hard enough to earn that money yourself. You should use it in the smartest and way. And make sure that you're realizing your investments and not your children or your great grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> So, yeah, look, I mean, exactly. it, it really does have a big impact on the person's life that's investing, and it really does make a big difference. And, and you become the professional in their eyes, too. The guy that helped me buy three properties or two properties opposed to one because he wanted to just close on a deal quickly with me. Yeah. You know, and I try to be an example. Like, I try to, so like every year I try to buy a, an investment property here, you know, because I like to tell my clients, I put my money where my mouth is, you know, I do the exact same thing with my own money right here, you know? And, um, so yeah, so I, yeah, the leverage, I mean, it's king. And I, and I know that sometimes people have worked with clients that come from countries that don't have that culture of using that leverage or they're not familiar with it. So I think it feels a little scary to them sometimes, but, I mean, the cool thing about the U.S. is that it's made more, our real estate market has made more millionaires in our country than anywhere else. And, and that all comes from this leverage on it. And if you can use leverage in a safe market, Absolutely. I think you're crazy about Well, that's it. You want to live the American dream. It's about owning a property. And here's international investors that want to be part of the dream too. And uh, again, if we can help them and, and build that bridge between making borderless banking and helping them really get to the next level in the investment path, we, we, we can really help that process. Yeah, I think that's amazing because you guys are basically are taking that little piece of our American dream and what we can offer people and opening up the doors for everybody. So I'm excited well, to be here. Logan, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. And uh, we're so glad to have you on board as one of our partners. And uh, it's, it's really been fantastic speaking to you. So uh, to wrap it up, I mean, here's an entrepreneur, business owner, realtor, show jumper, extraordinaire, and sometimes skier, Logan Schlatz. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day further. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to find out more about USA Mortgages, please visit us at usa-mortgages.com. And remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to be updated with upcoming episodes.